0: Welcome to AMA Baltimore Marketing Stories, a podcast dedicated to exchanging ideas and delving into the minds of some of the leading marketers in the greater Baltimore area. Brought to you by AMA Baltimore. In this season, we're taking you behind the scenes of some of the award-winning campaigns and agencies from our 2019 MX Awards. Now, here is your host, Casey Callanan.
1: Welcome back to the AMA Baltimore Marketing Stories podcast. I am your host, Casey Callinan. It's good to have you all back with us right now. I'm here with Vincent Sharps. He's the EVP, chief, and chief business officer over at Mindgrub. I'm also here with mm-hmm. Stephen Promislov. He's the senior vice president of marketing here at Mindgrub. Welcome to the program, gentlemen. Hey, howdy.
2: glad to be here.
1: So we want to talk about the Grand MX Award finalist marketing campaign that you all did for Royal Farms. So Royal Farms was the client, Mind Grub the agency. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, just tell me about it. What, what was the creative process like? What kind of research went into it? What do we need to know about it?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, first, I mean, it's just been, uh, it's been so much fun to work with Royal Farms. Such an iconic local brand. And, you know, we started working with them, doing a mobile app that has morphed and, and, and grown into us doing, uh, their, redoing their kiosk website. Um, and then now we're doing some more of the traditional marketing stuff with them, but it, it's been really fun to work with this 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 local brand that you know touches the city at mm-hmm. such a personal level. Yeah. Um, you know, when it comes to the Ravens, they work with the Ravens, and and the Ravens are such a huge local kind of you know iconic figure. Yeah. Um, so it's just been a lot of fun to work with with Royal Farms and it start from great. that. And and, and, and this there. particular
2: assignment, um, when we when we learned about the opportunity. Um, there was such an opportunity to have a little fun with it. You know, we we do a lot of business to business. We do a lot of institutional types of things. So when it gets down to uh, the consumer level and we can do something that's this much fun, um, it's really great. And it really started, um, their big competitor, the one that they are always looking at is Wawa. And Wawa has for years now done a hoagie fest. And that Hoagie Fest drives a lot of business, a lot of incremental business at different points in the year. And you know, the idea inside over at Royal Farms was let's do something with our chicken. And the reality was that you know they won award for the best fast food chicken in Food and basically wine, in, in the, the Food and Wine magazine. Yeah, yeah. So, at, on one hand, we wanted to have great fun with it and make it fun for the consumer. But on the other hand, we wanted to make sure we're still selling quality chicken because we really are within a category. So, when we get started in a process like this, um, you know, everybody wants to go, and I mean us and the client, you know, everybody wants to go in a zillion different directions. So, the very first thing that we do is sit down and really articulate in writing a whole set of criteria upon what we want this to do, not just with what the name is going to be, um, but what's the tone, you know, what's the tone and tenor? How do we want to incent people um, to eat more chicken? Yeah. You know, how do we want to do this seasonally? You know, how are we going to do it in a way that engages people but keeps the level of that quality chicken high at the same time. It's kind of an interesting combination of, yeah. of uh, ingredients, so to speak.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what did it look like? What were some of the touch points, deliverables? Tell me about chicken palooza. Yep. Well, we, we really
2: wanted, first of all, it happens mostly in the summer. When, when they originally were looking at this, they wanted to kick it off, or, you know, early summer, run it through that summer point in time. And that's a point in time where... All the music festivals are taking place. People are outside. People are doing things actively in their communities. They're going out at dinner at night because they're, you know, running around playing games and doing things after work. So we wanted this to be a fun name, one that had energy. One that had kind of a a, a serendipitous type of feeling about it, you know. So when you look at some of the music festivals, you look at Bonnaroo and you Mm -hmm. look at all the other ones that are going on. We wanted something that that, where the name fell into that genre of feeling, that overall feeling. And we actually, you know, they have a mascot. Um, So when it came to the chicken, um, you know, we wanted to do some things with that that allowed that chicken to... Be the character, to be the identity for it, um, so we could poke a little fun at ourselves at the same time, and but but keep the chicken in the forefront, exactly. and that was one of the best ways to do it. So we literally established criteria upon what we wanted to, that chicken to to achieve, sure. um, and it's really great because when you do something like that, then you go ahead and you do the creative. You start looking at the sub brand underneath Royal Farms and how that's going to be compatible with the brand. Um, and one of the things that happens is people start saying, I love this, I love this, I love this. And before you know it, you've gone astray. Yes. So when you establish criteria like that, you go ahead and you design, you look at your alternatives. But before you pick them, you go back and you measure them against that criteria to make sure you're meeting your business goals. Um, and that's what we did here. And it, and it worked.
1: Sure. Mm-hmm. Vince, do you have anything to add about the uh, the process, the creative process? Uh, no, I mean, I think Steve
0: really hit the from A to Z, exactly yeah. how we, we came up with this. But, you know, we ended up coming up with a final product that was just, um, was so cool mm-hmm. that even the t-shirts that we created, yeah. we still get phone calls, you know, um, and emails today. Where can we pick up that, uh, that Chicken Palooza 2018 shirt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we came up with something that really, I think, achieved all the goals, mm-hmm. but yeah. also the, the end user, the customer loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and isn't that what we're we're kind of aiming what we're for, looking for? You know, we're we're trying to come up with that memorable, um, you know, campaign, and I think we achieved that.
2: Yeah, and one of the small but not so small things that we did near the end was when we were looking at the mark that represented Chicken Palooza. If you look at the eyes of the chicken, they're now looking right back at you. They're having a little fun with you. So. Um, you know, we, we, we looked at that, we looked at different alternatives and we, we tried to do it in a way that kind of got people's attention, you yeah, know, made it made a little bit of a connection in a fun way. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: So what part of this process kind of from the beginning to the end made you most excited? Like what was, was there anything that jumped out at you when you knew this was going to be something special?
2: Yeah, they were actually were a handful of things. I th- I think the thing that makes it so much fun for us is most of what we do, the vast majority of what we do is online yeah. in one way, shape or form. It's yeah. a web, it's a mobile app. This was one of those classic situations where we we're able to extend it. So it started showing up in outdoor with billboards mm-hmm. it started showing up on in boxes and in packaging. So. Um, Our creative team loves the opportunity to get into that holistic mode where we're taking our creative and starting to apply it in a lot of different media. Uh, I mean, that is really, really
0: super fun and super Mm -hmm. exciting for us. That's what we love to do. And like Steve said, you know, people know us for certainly for our mobile apps. People know us for, you know, web but this was kind of well one of the first really public facing projects we did mm-hmm. where people knew us could get to know us for our creative mm-hmm. and the fact that we had some of the best the best, one of the best creative teams in the city. Sir. Look,
2: we we knew this was going to yeah. end up in in the city. Mm-hmm. People are on their way to the beach. Yeah. You know, the, the the reach of Royal Farms just keeps getting bigger and bigger. So Absolutely. this was this was our chance to have a bunch of fun, mm-hmm. you know, and reach a really super diverse audience there with just a, a super silly message, you know, and hopefully we looks like we sold some chicken along the way.
1: I want to talk a little bit about challenges. Every project has them. There, there's you know, nothing's perfect. Is mm-hmm. there anything that jumps out at you at you know challenges that you had overcome that, to make this this campaign a success? Um, you know, it, it's
2: funny. Every time you do uh, a logo, let's call it a logo. Obviously, this is a sub brand underneath Royal Farms. But every time you do a logo. There are all kinds of issues with applications. Where is it going to go? You know, it's one thing if you're putting it on a print brochure. It's another thing if you're putting it in a website. It's another thing entirely when it goes on a box, and on a package, or on a poster, or embroidered on a shirt or a hat. So, um, you know, we, we also had to design it in a way that it could apply, in this case, in a whole lot of different places um, but we also wanted to make it compatible with the current Royal Farms colors and their current brand. So we, we had a lot of details that we that we wanted to make sure we covered, mm-hmm. um, and and that is that was much more the case here because of all the vast number of applications that uh, that that the brand the sub brand ended up getting applied mm-hmm.
1: to. Yeah. No,
0: no, I mean that's pretty much it. You know, cups, hats, you name it. You know, their chicken boxes. This was on everything. And during Chicken Palooza, that even uh, on the fuel pumps. On the pumps, (laughs) right. Yes. Yeah. You know, let's not forget, you know, Royal Farms does a couple billion in revenue here and that's mostly gas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it was everywhere. It was it, it touched every part of their business. Yeah. And like Steve said, driving down to Ocean City, driving to Bethany and seeing the billboards with mm-hmm. it up yeah. and then seeing it, they had a couple um, you know, life-size, you know, uh, chicken that were out in front of the stores. Yeah. It was just incredible. It was, it was incredible, incredible to see how much reach that the really project had fun. the project had. Yeah, For
1: sure. <laughs> so I want to go into advice that you might have for other marketers out there that mm-hmm. are looking to launch a campaign, have some success along the lines that you all had. Uh, what would you tell them? What would you tell a marketer out there that's looking to replicate the success that you guys had?
2: Uh, really, uh, the, one of the bigger things is when you start something like this to take the longer term view. of where it's going to go, how you're going to use it. Um, This, in particular, was a situation where we knew this was not a one-year deal. Mm -hmm. This is something that they wanted to be able to do on an annual basis over and over again. So there's a lot of planning that goes into that. But at the same time, like I said about the applications, you got to holistically think Mm -hmm. through that process. You really have to do the same thing with the promotion itself, even when we did the brand, did we design it in a way that you could swap out two thousand and nineteen and put two thousand you know twenty twenty in there um, you know how 's that going to play? Um, you have to really have the foresight to think forward. Um, and be ready to make those adaptations because we also wanted to do it in a way that they didn't have to reinvent the wheel every year. Mm-hmm. You know, year one was a major investment for them. So year two, three, four, and five going into this should be incrementally less
1: yeah.
2: um, based on if we did our job correctly in year one. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, and it's even hard to get, it, it's not just hard to get our creative group to think in that in that regard. It, the client has to think in that regard mm-hmm. too. A lot of times we keep reminding ourselves mm-hmm. This is not a one-year situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's? what are the business objectives? Do you have any idea what you're thinking two years, four years down the road? Because if there are some things happening that we need to know about for the business, let's talk about that now. Mm-hmm. Let's do that now so we can build into this program things that can scale mm-hmm. and can scale at reasonable cost. Mm-hmm.
1: This is such an iconic brand in the in the city of Baltimore. We've talked about this in this area in MindGrub, of course, a local agency. Did you feel any pressure that you had to deliver or was it – talk to me about that. I know that Royal Farms – I mean, you got Royal <laughs> Farms Arena. Royal Farms represents Baltimore. Yeah. MindGrub represents Baltimore. Ta- tell, me about, tell me about that.
2: Did we feel pressure?
1: I, I don't know
2: that we ever feel pressure in the height of when we're doing it. Yeah. Um, do we feel pressure? You can be darn sure – that we want it to succeed. Mm -hmm. Um, It, it definitely is a, there's a community connection there that's, that's really there. And, you know, we wanted to not just make it fun for us, but we want to make it fun for the client. We want to make it fun for Baltimore too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's an interesting and fun reflection of the personality in Baltimore. You know, Baltimore (laughs) is a a really interesting place. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, not only diverse in terms of people, but there's more art going on here, there's more graphics, we have great technical people um, and it's a relatively small market for the quality of that type of this group of people, it's it really is. It's a very unique environment. So anything we can do to have some fun with like Chicken Palooza and get that out there and have people smiling and laughing about it, you know, it's a, it's a feather in Baltimore's cap and, and we love doing that because we love it here. You know, we know we have some problems, but we think there's some great things going on in the city and, you know, to be able to do this with Royal Farms was just a hoot.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like it really fits the DNA of... The art scene in Baltimore, you talk about John Waters and and Mm -hmm. BMA and Walters. I mean, there's a rich... History of art here mm. and...
0: The TV, you know, movie and entertainment community yeah Baltimore yeah. is huge, yeah. you know. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So, I think you guys definitely... The production you know, community. Definitely yeah. succeeded in reflecting the, uh, you know, what Baltimore is all about.
2: You know, it's the funny thing. It almost, it almost gives us a little more latitude. Mm-hmm. For sure. Because the tolerance in Baltimore mm-hmm. for doing things that are fun and a little out of the box
0: mm-hmm.
2: is... I think it's...
0: A greater than it is in a lot of other places. You know? Certainly couldn't get away with that in a, in a New York, right? You know, market. No, I even venture to say either. even in a Philly market. Well, certainly
2: DC is going to respond DC. way differently to it than us than Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. Absolutely, you know. Yeah. So
1: we too. we hope they got
2: the joke. For
1: sure. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about a city that brought you Hunfest, right? And right. John right. Waters, right. And so yeah, right. it was found its home here. Yeah. There you go. I definitely want to talk about results and kind of looking back on it. Do you guys want to speak to how you knew it was a success from a metric standpoint, or certainly from a um, anecdotal standpoint? Anything mm-hmm, any yeah. that indicated success. Mm-hmm. Well, like I
0: said, we, we from the the customers pers- the customer perspective um the response was tremendous like i told you we we get emails we get calls we get requests for the shirts we get stopped in public when we're at events people telling us that they love the logo they love what we did with it um and just from the you know from the the customer side there was certainly an uptick in, in not even a, a little uptick, a significant uptick in chicken sales during the campaign. Um, can't give you those exact numbers, but that speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can only look at that as a success yeah. um, in that it was well received um, by the client, but also by the community. Mm-hmm. Sure.
2: Yeah. I think they'll probably track that a little more closely This the um, after, after, the, after the success of the first year. Right. Um, but it's our hope. That not only, I mean, we know we increased sales of of chicken. The question is, it would be really interesting to see if outside of the promotion, when the promotion ends, have we incrementally increased the sale of chicken at other times, you know, during the year. That we're especially interested in seeing if it uh, had that effect.
0: And the other thing they're looking at is, you know, what else did it increase Mm
2: -hmm. sales in? And that's what I'm really curious to yeah. see, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. How did this affect the overall
2: business? Yeah. Did we drive more people right to the stores to the store? Did, yeah.
1: Do you want to take me through any of the design
2: elements? Obviously, you know, as as I said before, I think the applic- the consistent application of it uh-huh. in different media, the, I mean, w- really the goal there is to increase recall. and awareness so there's an element of consistency whether it's a billboard whether it's a sticker whether it's on a fuel pump um you know i think all of those touch points from a design standpoint i mean uh, and and maybe part of part of your question may be about the the recall ability of that icon of that chicken icon itself trying to get it was complex enough that you understood what it was at a glance, but it was simple enough you could retain it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, You know, we didn't want to make it a really deep illustration with tremendous depth and dimension. You know, it was really supposed to be a flatter cartoon type approach. It's a
1: sub-brand as well. Yeah,
2: yeah. So we didn't want to do too much that, I mean, you don't want to overstage the parent brand, but at the same time, you want to make it compatible with Royal Farms. But... You know, I I think we struck a nice balance with the graphic itself where it you know, it's distinct enough that you remember it, but it doesn't get in the way of the rest of the messaging.
1: So do we wanna talk a little bit about the communication process when you're working with an, an agent or I'm sorry, when you're working mm-hmm. with a client and you're an agency, I, I think a lot of people listening to this podcast will be interested in kind of how the, the communication works. Is there is there everyday meetings, is there regular meetings, is, is there a lot of G chat Slack? Like right. how do you how do you keep in contact with the with the um, client to make sure the deliverables are kind of where they want it?
2: Yeah, in, in any type of brand process like this, there are a lot of very regular touch points. Did we do it every day? No, we did not. But there will be a discovery period. And that's that point in time where we try to extract anything that we can from the client. Um, in terms of likes, dislikes, what the business goals are, strategically, where they want to go with this, all that stuff we talked about a little earlier in our yeah. conversation, like what are some of the major business goals and how long is this promotion going to last? You know, we get all that information. Mm-hmm. Then we go ahead and we take a look at competitive situations. You know, we, we went very deep into looking into what Wawa did over the years, but we also looked at a lot of other convenience store type situations and promotions. Mm -hmm. We wanted to see what people were doing. Where was it successful? Where was it not so successful? So that's how that criteria that I spoke about got developed. Once we get that criteria, that is not a document that is an edict from us Mm -hmm. to the client. That is a collaborative document it comes back where we sit down with that client and we want to make sure that what we're saying in that document is what's in their heart and soul. Um, So we go back and forth and making revisions and changes. So they have, you know, definite involvement at that point. Then once that's approved, then we go away and we start developing creative internally and we will do a large volume Mm -hmm. of creative, which we will then look at internally, whittle down to what we call a group of let's call them semi-finalist candidates, Um, then we will look at them ourselves against that criteria. And sometimes what we have done will be right on that criteria. Sometimes there'll be some aspects that you might translate as outside of that criteria. If it's strong enough, we will leave it. We will not dismiss it. Then then it's time to run that by the client in a somewhat formal but still slightly informal fashion so we can kind of judge their reaction and their responses and we can talk as a team again i'm going to say collaboratively because the best work really happens collaboratively if we can get the client to speak freely and genuinely about what they like or dislike and how it fits with their own brand that really helps us get closer so we'll take that semi-finalist list We'll get it down to a group, we hope, of about three or four at that point. Um, Then we'll go away again. Okay, we'll spend a little time tweaking, changing, turning, pushing, pushing those alternatives. Then we get back with that client again. We'll go through that same process Mm -hmm. again. So we will keep doing that until we get down to the final final. Gotcha. Um, and a lot of times we will encourage, especially in the case of the naming, although we, did, we were, were able to make sure that the name was legally available um, earlier on. But in a lot of branding cases, we'll get down there and we'll say to the client, okay, we've gotten down to the finals. You really need to keep two, possibly three of these, even though you got one that's a big priority because
1: now if we go out and look at competitors, we wanna make sure they're available. Thanks, Steve. Do you have any final thoughts or acknowledgments you want to get out there before we wrap up today?
2: Well, you know, it, it, this is really a testament to, uh, you know, really our whole team. I mean, Vince is just unbelievable about keeping people together and keeping them focused um, and making sure we're, we're managing the opportunity properly. Mm -hmm. Um, But our creative team, everybody dug in and the client was incredibly collaborative in this particular case. So Um, it, you know, this is, like I said before, this is where a a really good project happens when everybody can really talk to each other. So it was really very much a team effort in this particular
0: situation.
1: Vince, let me ask you a little bit about some acknowledgments that you might have. Is there anyone in particular or anything you want to acknowledge?
0: Oh, sure. I mean, obviously our team, um, our creative team, our, our strategy team did just a phenomenal uh, job. I mean, really went over the top on this one. Um. Obviously, would like to thank Rural Farms. They've been an incredible partner. Um, it's been great working with them, um, and being their, you know, agency of record is is just. It's been an incredible experience for us. Um, so certainly, Oral Farms, certainly our team um, couldn't have done it without them.
1: Nice. So, do you have any other final thoughts, Vince, before we kind of work towards wrapping up? Sure. Just
0: um, look, our our digital marketing and our traditional marketing teams are are new here at MindGrub. They've been around for about the past eighteen months. Um, they've grown by necessity from our clients, but we certainly are competing right there with the best agencies in the region when it comes to traditional marketing, digital marketing, creative, um, Steve, uh, who's right here, uh, going back to, you know, 30 years was a graphic designer, creative director, some of the largest agencies in the region. He runs that team. Um, and we're certainly proud. Um, of the work that we're putting out. So, you know, come on board. Come to MindGrub. We'd love to do your creative. You know, you can learn more at our website, MindGrub.com.
1: Anything else um, that people should be on the lookout for um, as far as what's what's coming down the pike? Oh, sure. I mean, uh, just be on the lookout. We're we're still
0: growing. So we have some uh, some big things that are coming. And all I can say is uh, stay tuned.
1: Fair enough? Fair enough. All right, man. MindGrub.com for more. Our guests today have been Vincent Sharp. He's the EVP and Chief Business Officer at MindGrub, as well as Steven Promisloff. He's the Senior Vice President of Marketing here at MindGrub. Gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for talking a little bit about the Grand MX Award finalist, um, the campaign Chicken Palooza. Royal Farms was the client. The agency, of course, MindGrub. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure, thanks.
0: Thanks for listening to AMA Baltimore Marketing Stories. This podcast is brought to you by the American Marketing Association Baltimore chapter. For more information about the MX Awards or AMA Baltimore, please visit us at amabaltimore.org. That's amabaltimore.org.